I hit the glory hole right here. All right. So anybody who is new to uh, listening to this show, uh, I'm going to state up front that uh, we curse. Uh, we are very unprofessional. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about. Our IQs are probably right around the 80 level. We have mm-hmm. extremist At points best. of views. We've never read the missing 411 books that I'm holding in my hand. Um, and uh, we're not going to change. Uh, the- <laughs> no. Shit or get off the pot, man. And uh, that's just the way it is. So the... Uh, the opinions in, in, in this segment about Missing 411 are my own. Joe is, is uh, fairly caught up with the Missing 411 phenomenon, but I believe that uh, myself and my brother Clown Baby, who may be joining us, I don't know, uh, are a little bit, well, little bit more well-versed in this topic. And so, They're immersed in it, people. If you are easily offended, uh, don't listen. It's, it's that easy. Because we or do- listen and turn it off when you get offended and then write us a na- nasty letter about why you're offended and we'll read it on air and laugh at you. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, if, if you do have a, a comment, question, or concern, you can, you can write in. You can also write in with your own theories or give a call into the, the program, 614-388-9109, when we get to phone calls. But yeah, I don't think David Politis is going to endorse anything that uh, I'm going to speculate about, about uh, or speculate uh, he has his own theories that he may or may not share with people at some point in time. But for the most part, when it comes to Missing 411, it, he keeps that pretty close to the chest. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what Missing 411 is, it is a, a set of uh, circumstances and events. People, uh, this is a real brief, brief overview, people who go missing in the woods. A lot of people go missing and some people go missing in the woods. Now, I just... Just because you go missing in the woods doesn't make you part of the missing for 11 uh, data set or data points. For the most part, uh, if someone goes missing and canines are unable to track their smell, that's a data point. They, the body turns up in a, a place that was previously searched or they show up with uh, clothes mith- missing, shoes off, uh, or uh, they are seen uh outside the radius of search, like let's hypothetically, a two-year-old goes, goes missing, they wind up 20 miles away uh, within the span of 19 hours. That's, these are some, a brief overview of missing 411. And it's puzzling. Like, Joe, when you, when you hear us talk about missing 411, what do you think? You know enough about it at this point. I, I think that the circumstances in some of the cases, if true, uh, are surprising because there's there's some meticulousness to some of these where don't they like line up shoes or something like line clothes up or something? I remember just like small details about it's like how people are found, but basically, yeah, they cover the ground where these people end up being found, and they're just like, well, wait a minute, this guy wasn't there two hours ago. So yeah, there's interesting stuff that happens in it. It's one of those just like UFOs and Bigfoot and everything else. It's like. Yeah, I'm not going to say no, but it definitely has some interesting things about it. Show me more evidence and I'm, I'm, let's do it. Let's figure out what's going on. It could be David Politis. He's out there doing this. Uh, he would be the world's biggest abductor at this point. He would have <laughs> abducted uh, over a thousand people and a time traveler. He's a time traveling kidnapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He does meticulous research. He's an ex-detective, and I fully support uh, all the work he does. And, in fact, you can go to the link in the description and buy books directly from David's website and uh, support the research he does. 
So one of the, the first things that I'm going to uh, read, peruse, uh, I gave up reading, you know. But, yeah, we uh, don't do that. Yeah, I gave up reading. I glance, I'll, I'll kind of leer at things, but I don't read it. I, I try to abstain. <laughs> leer at things. Yeah. But I will, uh, I'll try to read this. Now, this is from his uh, new book, Lair, uh, Land, Air, and Water. There is a lot of older cases in here, uh, incidents from the uh, 1920s, 30s, and uh, things uh, dealing with the, the military. So there's some pretty interesting stuff here. This uh, case uh, is from uh, the 1925, and uh, this uh, features uh, Harry Mahoney. Now, Harry Mahoney, he disappeared while going out hunting with two of his friends. And so they, all three of them went out early in the morning. And I'm going to paraphrase here. I might get a, a few of the details wrong. They went out to hunting early in the morning. They had the shotguns with them. They had, uh, they set up a campsite. And so all three of them went out in different directions. There was a point of separation right there. Two of, uh, of, the, of the kids came back. And I'm calling it kids. Like they're probably like late teens, early 20s. And two of the kids came back. And one did not. That was Harry Mahoney. And maybe I'm getting this wrong. Let me, let me see here. Am I getting this wrong? Joe, tell me, am I getting this wrong? I'm pretty sure you're, you're just failing at reading again. Yes, I am. Yes. So he actually did go out uh, with, his, with his two uh, pals. The two pals returned. They actually went back to get uh, search and rescue. They covered the entire area. Could not find him. Now, uh, Harry Mahoney... He came from a family with, with some money. So the family hired a private detective and they wound up finding his body a year later in an area that was just about a half mile to a mile away from their campsite, mm -hmm. which we, you assume that, was a, that would be an area that they previously searched. Potentially, sure. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you look in the fridge for something and you don't see it and then... Somebody else comes over. It's like right here, stupid. Yeah. Well, that that does happen. That does happen. Now, one of the things that they found when they discovered his body was that uh, his his shoulder was gashed. Now, there was a obviously after a year, there's some decomposition. There was a, a, a shoulder gash. They did not find his rifle. His his sweater was off, and he had his pistol, and the pistol was used it had expended six rounds mm. meaning that I, I'm, I'm going to assume something here that he realized he was missing and he fired off some warning shots to attract attention uh or 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 to defend himself against something regardless he fired those shots and it should have been heard it was not but it should have been heard by his friends who were out there looking uh immediately after they realized he disappeared uh the searchers or uh, anyone else that was in the immediate vicinity before he died. Where was so? He? Can I ask? Was it because they they know that the gun was shot because the bullets were missing, or they yeah. know that the gun was shot because they did like powder tests? I mean, if you're out in the woods that long, you know, and the gun is missing, it could have just been robbed and the bullets taken out, or something. just poking holes, just trying to poke a few holes. So this is what it says in the book: Mahoney's pistol was located next to the corpse with all six rounds expended. A large knife sheath was on the hunter's right hip. It was empty as well. A large-scale uh, search for the knife and rifle 
uh, was unsuccessful. So r- knife and rifle missing. And they said that they used the term expended. So I guess whatever kind of forensics they did in the 1920s, early 1920s, they determined they were expended. Not They couldn't determine where. And I, it wasn't mentioned if they found the shell casings. Now, the shell, I mean, if it was a revolver, the shell casings most likely were still in the revolver. Which I find, I find that curious. I, and I, br- I bring that up for a reason. I found that curious because uh, in my mind, when a person is uh, possibly panics, they're going to want to let people know where they are by cracking off a few shots. And if he did crack off a few shots, why wasn't it heard? What was going on there? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to assume that he was possibly in a place uh, not where he disappeared. Or if he was in a place where he, he was uh, in that vicinity, he was not able to be heard because he was, let's say, in a room. Let's just go ahead. He was in a room that did not have access to the outside world. This, okay. is, this is speculation. I'm here. speculating now. You think he's being transported to a room? Possibly for holding. I'm just going to say it's a holding room. How does he get there? Um, I'll get there. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get to that, that theory. So in another book that I'm reading called uh, Vanishings by Michael Harrison, there's a, two quick little accounts here about people missing. Uh, the first is Charles Ash, uh, Ashmore, uh, an American farmer. He disappeared November 1879, his voice was heard until the following midsummer. Some say seven months after his disappearance. So where he went, they could still hear his voice occasionally, which is fucking creepy. Uh, David Lang uh, vanished in the sight of five witnesses. It was recorded that seven months after the farmer's disappearance, his children noticed that the spot where they last saw their father, there was a circle of stunted yellow grass and some 15 feet, some 15 feet in diameter. To their shock and astonishment, the Lang children claimed to be able to hear their father's, be able to hear their father faintly calling for help. So I'm going to make an assumption now, just based on everything we've heard about missing 411 and that in, the, in his book, Vanishings, that these people are not going terribly far. And in fact, I'm going to make a guess that they're in some sort of interdimensional room for holding, for later inspection and or use. Now, okay. there are other things that are going on here. So in this book, Vanishings, and much like Davis Politis has uh, picked up on, there are coincidences that happen. Uh, not all the time. A lot of them are not obvious. Some of them are. Like, for instance, a family will be hiking. Their, their last name is uh, Grimes. Another family will come along and also have the same last name as Grimes. And then a disappearance will ensue. Or names line up and other coincidences seem to line up around disappearances. Same within vanishings. There are three accounts of children that go missing in the early 1900s, all with the same letter of their first name and same letter of their last name. Uh all three of them are right around Christmas, and all were asked to go fetch pail from the well. And all three of them disappeared. So all these, these coincidences seem to happen. And I think when coincidences happen, I think that is an opportunity 
that allows outside forces to take notice. Uh, I'm not sure if you... Joe, uh, we talked about coincidences before, whether or not you, b- you believe it all means something or it's just all mm-hmm. the randomness of the universe. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm of the opinion that coincidences are not random and that they are actually indicators. They're a little alarm bells or have notifications for something. But yeah, I think they're I, in my past, I've seen them as like, this is happening because I'm supposed to learn something from it. And I try and I try not to do it because you could drive yourself crazy. But, you know, there's, there's certain things like I had five shitty games, for example, five shitty games in a row yesterday playing uh, Black Ops 4. And I was like, you know Bunch what? Go to goddamn game. nerds. <laughs> exactly. I was like, go to bed, dude. Just go to bed. It's already almost nine. You need you need to get rest. You need to get you know ready for tomorrow. Like just go to bed. Just it's time. The, the the you've already had like four games. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. But this is like instant death. Get 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 off the game. And that's just a small one. But I've had like really big ones where it's like, dude, you totally need to move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I I I do believe that there are signs, and if you pay attention. They are they're obvious if you pay attention. Now what the, now what they mean is open to interpretation. I believe when coincidences start to happen around um, meetings, that is an opportunity. It's a notification for for entities outside of our visible reality. I believe that these people that that go missing are pretty much in the same location that they disappeared in. Pretty much, I would say, give or take uh, thirty miles, but mostly probably within the two, two to two to fifteen mile radius. Now, I know there are uh, instances where they will. Uh, there are witnesses that saw a child that just recently went missing ten miles away from where they reported missing. I'm just t- I'm I'm talking in broad terms here. I think that these people are trapped in an environmental emulator. In a different in a different dimension, or just in a different time period, and these these are rooms or environmental emulators designed to hold people that are triggered initially by coincidence, and these mm. these coincidence traps they either open up um, a doorway where someone can like run into, or a hole, or a trap, and they're they're meant to hold you there. Now, traps, much like traps that we have uh, that are in our world, like that hunters use to either trap raccoons or any sort of, of creature that, that is in season, some of those traps happen to uh, be found by people who aren't hunters. Maybe, they're, maybe they're, 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 these traps are found by somebody who's a little bit more compassionate towards the animal. Or sometimes a hunter will find that their trap has captured a baby animal and they will release the baby animal. They'll, they'll inspect it. Most of these people that have gone missing, uh, it, it appears, have been inspected. Hence the clothes being gone or disappear. Their shoes removed and uh, their clothing removed. And then the body mm-hmm. turns back up in a similar location that was already searched. So I suspect that we're, what, we're, what we're looking at here is some sort of interdimensional holding room that lives outside of our time where an entity who gets notified that the trap was triggered can come and investigate. That could be any number of entities. 
They can come down, investigate, and either do a, a catch and release or catch and kill or catch, catch and take. And those are just essentially holding rooms for later examination. Some people can wander their way out. Some people get out. And some of the people that do wind up wandering their way out of this trap, they have no recollection of, of what trapped them or where, where they were. Uh, I've been trying to track down uh, various clips of people that David Politis has mentioned that he has heard of people uh, who have disappeared and they just have a bizarre story about what happened to him. But he doesn't he doesn't really explain or expand on that. I, and I've been trying to track down uh, a few clips, but I haven't been able to, to get that just yet. So <clears throat> that that leads to. Uh, this. I'll bring up this. This is actually a clip of David Ploitis, uh talking about this. Now, David is often on record saying that he will not uh, make a theory or a guess, but he does drop hints in his book. He drops hints. If you, if you look, he drops hints. And so, um, this clip I'm going to play of uh, David Politis, uh, he kind of uh, alludes to something here. Here we go. MUFON, I've been a MUFON investigator for 16, 15 years now. So I see a lot of things, the MUFON's mutual UFO network, I see a lot of things and I say, wow, that relates to this possibly. What happened was is that uh, the Cape Fear River, North Southern Carolina, I can't remember now. Anyhow, the Cape Fear, this person wrote about a, an alien encounter that they had along the river and they named the location. And I said, whoa, next. That corresponds to two people I've written about. This is within miles that they disappeared from inside of homes. One case, a boy is staying with his aunt in a home with their dog who's sleeping next to the boy on the floor in the family room. The aunt says, I'm going to turn the alarm on, so if he leaves, I'll hear the alarm will go off. She goes to sleep. She wakes up. The dog and the boy are gone. Alarm didn't go off. And huge search, never found. Subsequent to that, another case under almost identical circumstances, boy disappears within two miles, never found. These are all the cases I've written about that are inside a home under almost identical circumstances. What you're going to find is that police and search and rescue people, when they can't find an answer to something, they will immediately go, oh, it's a criminal case. It's abduct. They will use the word abduction. That's, that's their answer to everything. Abduction. And so he alludes, he says he's part of MUFON. He's, not, he's, he's interested in you know, Bigfoot, uh, UFOs, all that kind of stuff. And one thing mm-hmm. that, uh, that is a constant throughout his talks and books is that it, it appears as though these people have been dropped that they didn't necessarily die from the fall but they have been dropped on their head or they have broken bones and uh, he says this in his most recent book missing 411 land air and water i've had a very I've, I've been very fortunate to have been friends with top management associates with the national institute of the discovery science nids the same people who investigated skinwalker ranch they made a multi-year investigation of catamaran relation utilizing retired FBI agents, physicists, veterinarians, physicians, and other experts. 
One of their findings was that animals appeared to be dropped from the sky, and the evidence is overwhelming. I have to report this. The animals had no tracks around their bodies. No one ever saw them being put in place, or they usually and, and they usually had broken bones on the side they landed on, much like the corpses that are found or missing 411. And so I think there's a lot of other things going on. He, he's kind of referencing not so directly Skinwalker Ranch. The Skinwalker Ranch is a place where there are various entities that come in and out of existence there. I think yeah, this, that, that sounded a lot like reading. I, I, I kind of I glanced several times in repeated succession <laughs> in order to formulate <laughs> words uh, that sounded like a sentence, possibly. I think you're getting there, man. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get there. Yeah, I am. Oh, I hit the glory hole right here. Exactly. So um, now I what are so let's hypothetically let's let's say, Joe, you're in the woods. And you find yourself in a very similar a place to where you are, but it's not exactly the same. It feels off. You feel a sense of panic. And you have this overwhelming fear that you have been trapped. What are you going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like it's almost like you're tripping on acid. That uh, everything's kind of warped and uh, colors are just hyper exploding. What do you do? Is there an experience that... Like it signals that I'm there, or does everything just change like a flip of the light switch? Let, let's let's just say it is like a Wizard of Oz kind of experience that it flip it, 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 it's a, the, all the colors come on, like Dorothy going into Oz. Um, um, I mean, I think I'd first probably just be curious, like what the you know, like <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> but the. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would depend on what happens afterwards, and I'd probably want to investigate. And like, if I'm in the woods, I'd probably like touch tree bark or a leaf and just be like, "Is this what?" Eh? You know, I'm I'm going to make this suggestion to anybody out there. If you find yourself in this predic- predicament and you don't know how to get out, sit down and start meditating. And the reason why I say this is that emotion and intention has to be. I think that's tied into this as well is that people get panicked and the trap constricts and they don't know how to find their way out. And I believe that being able to meditate will bend the reality so you can actually get back. And I also believe that during these search and rescue operations, when they're looking for people, they should actually bring out a group of meditators to meditators to do the same thing. Meditators. meditators. Hey, meditators, get out here. <laughs> meditator tots. They should bring meditator tots too in case people get hungry. You better start... Get meditating there, you meditator. <laughs> this is why everyone hates our 411 segments. By bring the way. out the meditators. I'm, actually, I'm serious about this. I think, and the reason why I bring this up is that there is a story in the Skinwalker Ranch book that uh, a person requested to go on the ranch and start meditating. He did that. And during that meditation sequence, uh, a large uh, translucent beast came out of the woods and screamed, right in front of the meditator's face and scared the hell out of him. That means that... Med- <laughs> That's super rude, too, it is. You shouldn't yell at meditators. It's not polite. They're doing their thing. What that means is that there was an entity in the area or he was... That, that, that area is very close to one of these traps and it was provoked in a way. And aligning yourself with the oneness 
provoked that. They didn't like that. So I think uh, using meditation might be a way of getting yourself out of one of these situations that you might find yourself in. And it doesn't explain what they are or what the purpose is, but obviously the purpose is not good. A lot of these people who wind up being found, their body, uh, there is uh, skull fractures, broken bones. They obviously strip naked. There's some sort of inspection going on. And if you don't pass the inspection, you don't make it. By and large, you don't make it. Some kids make it. They'll just release the kids. But uh, pretty much if you're an adult, by and large, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be found again. So what, they're inspecting specifically for what? Well, there's other, there's other things. Sometimes um, a lot of uh, people who go missing are, seem to be higher IQ. They could be physicists. They could be uh, medical, uh, have degrees in the, the medical field. So they're, they're looking, I, I think, for particular types of people. And a lot of yeah. people with uh, mental disabilities get abducted or go missing. Uh, there was there's a story in this book where there was a 15 year old who had the mind of a seven year old and his brother were playing and they both went missing at the same time. Both went missing at the same time. A huge search, huge search. And they didn't find them. I believe they found their bodies a year later, uh, less than a mile away from the campsite in a, in a place that was previously searched, not only by boots on the ground, but helicopters in the air with uh, forward-looking infrared. So, okay, so this is to suggest that there are, it's, it's, a, it's sort of like a study. It's like they can see deeper into the individuals who they're taking, and for whatever reason, it's like, oh, well, we, uh, this guy is X. This guy has this other thing going on. And so they're, they're being, they're like plucking them out, like, the longest chicken or the chicken with the longest neck when the farmer goes to, you know. I think so. Uh, harvest uh, and, the meat. And the coincidences in your, in your timeline kick off these notifications. It's, uh, it's almost like an API. Like we're in some sort of uh, uh, simulation and that notifications get kicked off to the server. And when those notifications get kicked off, a trap is set or, or sprung and uh, you're gone. And it could be an automated process that was put in a long time ago and it just hasn't shut off like an alarm system that just hasn't shut off. They, these, these traps have been set and the makers didn't come back to unset them. That's interesting. Okay, so this is why the hunter thing comes into play. Yeah, and I, I, I do believe coincidence in some ways sets these off. One of the things that David Pilatus does not get into is the birth date of these missing people. I'd like to see how those would align with all the other missing people. Is there some correlation with birth date or uh, date of disappearance? We're looking at coincidence in numbers. There's coincidence in name. There's uh, probably various other geolocation coincidence. Uh, I mean, just by by happenstance they a lot of people who go missing uh go missing in locations where there's like a devil in the name like devil's cove or devil's cave either they were named because evil shit was going on there during that time period when it was named or the name was made and that placed uh a feeling uh or in an intention on that place and then bad, mm -hmm. bad shit took place it's just absolutely crazy i think um I know David Pilatus mentioned UFOs and abductions, uh, but I'm not convinced that the UFOs are any different than any other sort of entity. 
Yeah. So I will open up the phone lines right now. 614-388-9109. We have a, a, a UFO witness in the YouTube chat today, by the way. Oh, yeah? I think, I think. it sounds like. UFO witness. <laughs> well, I'll uh, open up the phone line right now. I just uh, turned on the phone line. So, yeah, there's, there's a bit of my new Missing 411 theory that uh, coincidences kick off notifications to set traps. The traps will capture somebody and hold them for later inspection. And if you pass the inspection, you're taken. If you don't, you're either released or killed. And if you're released, you're, you're, not, you're most likely not going to remember what the hell happened to you. Okay. Hey, Spaghetti, you're on the air. What's on your mind, buddy? Hey guys, pretty interesting uh, subject, dimensional runes and traps. Uh, so you think they're harvesting people for um, resources, or do you think maybe they're guarding areas? I'm kind of curious, like a lot of these locations, are there like legends like uh, where kings might have gotten power or something? Maybe it's like a way to interface with the actual programming from in, within inside the program. What do you think about that? I, I think it's a notification that uh, a number of different bureaucracies can answer. Uh, much like a supermarket, uh, if you pick up something, he's like, ah, eh, I don't want that. I'll put it down. Somebody else can come by and pick up that same item. Uh, I think that some people are harvested for their, uh, their talents, other people for DNA, and other maybe just for sport. Huh. It depends on the bureaucracy. Right. And you said mostly kids are the ones to escape, correct? Uh, I, a good, Yeah, according to the book, I, I can't uh, confirm that, but it does seem as though a lot of the missing people who are found are kids. They are kids, yeah. All right, we're fucking food. You're just throwing back the small ones. Shit. It very yeah. well could be. It, it's sad to even... Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. That's an interesting one. We're cattle. Fuck. Setting, setting, sending back like the small perch. You know, we're looking for the walleye or something. What do you, uh, Teddy? What do you think about the coincidence? Uh, do you, you, do you pay attention to your in your life, or do you just kind of blow it off as, eh, it's just random events? No, synchronicity and coincidences are very uh, prevalent. I mean, it, it, it gets to the spooky thing, and then you start questioning free will, and, and it's kind of like a mind fuck to really get into uh, yeah. too much. So I try not to overthink it but there does seem to be some sort of guiding i don't know guiding destiny but it seems there is free will at the same time i don't know how to explain it like it may be a combination of both i i think i I, i'm 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 right in line with you there i think that there are likely scenarios for your timeline but if you pay attention to various signals or signs in your life that can lead you down the the right path but when it comes to, like, missing 411 and the coincidences there, I think these are notifications that, that get kicked off. And we are in a, just a much more bizarre reality than, uh, than we give it credit for. I think that the FBI, who does investigate this stuff and has documents on some of these missing people and refuses to release them, they have an inkling of what's going on. And I think it's just far too scary to let people know. Especially it's if they're food. terrifying. Especially if they're yeah, food. Yeah, we're food. We're fucking food. Oh, Oh, yeah, I'd like to know a lot more about, like you said, the birthdays, uh, how old most people were, like averages of that. I'd also like to know blood type. I know I've been trying to get you all to talk yeah. to go more to the RH negative blood because a lot of that stuff's weird, too. Uh, but I'd also like to know more about these victims. Like the whole fact that you said most of them seem to be children is just, just eerie in a way. Either like there's something about like the innocence and purity of like uh, not being polluted 
by society to think like certain things. Maybe that has something to do with why they are able to escape the trap because they don't know that they can't. Um, it's not. I I I don't know. I can't speculate. It, it also could be they haven't built up enough coincidences in their life to determine uh, a timeline. There's a lot of a lot of different factors in here, but the one I read of Mahoney, the 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 uh, the, the hunter that went missing, he was 21. I mean, there's a there's plenty. It, it, I think the children are the the most interesting ones because they they do return back alive sometimes uh, more often than than some older folks. But I I would have to see a breakdown, uh, a chart to find out what percentage uh, is like children, teenager versus middle age and old age. Uh, but they do cluster yeah, up. Yeah, I remember in the movie there was like a story of the kid who came back on well, the missing four hundred one movie. And, like, he has no memory or something like that. Yeah. And he, like, did all these miles of snow. I'd like, and then you, I remember you talking about somebody who had, like, a robot grandmother who tried to get her kid to shit on, like, some aluminum foil or something. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, David Politis talked about that's one of the rare instances where uh, a kid, a boy, I think he was about 10 years old, remembered what he saw. And he came back with a bizarre story that it seemed like his robot grandmother wanted him to take a shit or a crap on a piece of plastic in a cave. I don't know, guys. This is all confusing. I really have nothing more to add. I was just really yeah. uh, wanting to kind of correlate the whole, uh, why are these kids getting thrown back? Maybe we are fucking food. It's, I didn't even consider that they weren't meaty enough. And so henceforth, you send back the bad pieces. But, wow. Well, thank you, Teddy. I yeah, really appreciate your call. You all have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Oh, boy. It is kind of disturbing to think. I mean... It seems like at least some of the entities in the in the Skinwalker Ranch stories that they they actually toy with some of the cattle that are abducted and mutilated. They will drop them several times just for fun. They seem uh, those entities, whatever's doing that, seem a, a lot more malicious and uh, actually enjoy causing fear. It looks like in some humans. Six one four three eight eight nine one zero nine. We'll take a few more phone calls on missing four eleven. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll get back to it at some point. I'll be reading through this Vanishing's book more. Uh, caller, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, it's John Johannesburg. Hey, John. Yeah, hello. Oh, I think, um, so, also, what I think is that uh, they're testing these kids. We're still talking about these kids, right? We're talking about the missing four. We're talking everything missing four eleven. Yeah. So there. So I think that. Um, <clears throat> Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, have the cattle mutilations, was that like a thing that happened in the uh, in previous decades, but it's kind of stopped now? Well, Or are there still cattle there, mutilations popping off you I, know, all the time? I think the, the media hype around it was in the 70s, 80s, and uh, they did another study um, during uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, and they just correlated a lot of stuff. I, I believe the height of it was around 70s, 80s, and a few weeks ago, actually maybe a few months ago, Joe and I were talking about a rash of cat mutilations that were happening. So it wasn't me. Precise. Oh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't Joe, but uh, uh, maybe James Cruz was on the show. But uh, different forms of mutilations. It, it, there are, the cat mutilation became... Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying prevalent. I wasn't mutilating the cats. Yeah. <laughs> J- Joe was mutilating cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just, just getting my airline miles up. I had to find something to do in all the cities. Doing this. I'm not sure if that answers your question, caller, but uh, I think they still happen 
just not as prominent as they once were. You know, I figure like, you know, they, they, they picked them up in the uh, spacecraft or with, uh, you know, psychic uh, telekinesis. And then they studied the cows, you know, they learned to cut them up with lasers. They learned to do these uh, uh, super slick incisions, uh, learned a ton of biology doing that. And then now they can take up people. And if you're young, maybe you've still got some stem cells like in your, you know, in your uh, femurs, they'll, they'll like put you under, pull out your, some, pull out some stem cells from your femur, femur do like insane invasive uh, um, surgery and, you know, uh, like cut, cut out your genitals like intact and then putting them back on, you know, and like they can do it with it and they can do it with a kid, but they can't quite do it with an adult maybe because you ain't got enough stem cells. Uh, that's uh, horrifying to think. Uh, in the uh, Skinwalker yeah. Ranch book, uh, they, they did say that the, the, uh, the physicists and the people who investigated the uh, cattle mutilations on the ranch, it did appear as though something mechanical did this and it was done very quickly, almost like an assembly line or uh, like it was done in such a fashion that it wasn't done with too much care, but it was done with the precision of a mach- machine. Like it was pre-programmed to do to do this. That's why I think a lot of these traps in Missing 411 are some sort of automated process. And it, it's only to hold and process in a, in a small way for later examination. Wouldn't sure. it need to read your mind, though, if it was an automated thing? Like you, Because if you're seeing the coincidences and then it decides to click the trap, is that kind of the idea? Or I think could that... You, could you... Could you I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I started listening a little late. Could you tell me again how your coincidences um, um, trigger the trap? Because I, th- I came in like right after uh, you said that. I, I think that they, they could be indicators... Or they, they could be triggers for the trap. So hypothetically, to, uh, if you are on a mountain and your last name is Johnson, well, and you, one of your kids goes off in the woods, uh, and then another family comes up and their last name is also Johnson. That's a coincidence, and I would take note at that point in time. I don't know if it triggers it, but I would take note. Now, the person whose life uh, it will soon be trapped, I believe they probably had coincidences in their life that they did not realize or acknowledge. And I think it's hard to articulate, but either it builds up enough or they're not acknowledged enough and that triggers it in some way. It's like a notification system, like in um, an application. Like once you get to a threshold, something's triggered. I find this extremely hard to understand. I know. Like <laughs> I know. How, 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 this, how you think this might work and... Well, or how or why it would be this way? Yeah. Does well, this involve a uh, computer? Uh, does this involve like a simulation? Like I believe it involves tracking in some way. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be a, a simulation. So if um, if something, so like it, the fact that it's like 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 so the fact that it's like made like like physically impossible for the trap to, to for the space shuttle to come down all of a sudden just because you thought a thought that's not really true if we're in a if we're in a game and the rules can be just suspended anytime, you know, you, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would go on, like going on a, like going into a dungeon in a video game, like it spins up an instance 
Yeah, pretty and much. You go it, into the instance. Exactly. It would be it would be like like that, or a, a room into limbo opens up because you said a, a magic word. Now the magic word not, not necessarily might be unbeknownst to you. Um, like Beetle saying Beetlejuice three times made something appear, but maybe you by being in contact with somebody, are you taking um, a a lifeline that took you to a path to meet another person with the same last name triggers something because the people running this or the bureaucracies that are running this live outside of our time and they're able to observe timelines. And when something kick, kicks off and something's triggered, it releases the trap. It's almost, mm-hmm. it's almost like, um, it, and the only, way, the only way I can really make a, an analogy, it is, it's like some giant, uh, application architecture where there's notifications that get kicked off because the server's down and once once enough notifications get kicked off someone's got to go investigate okay. to see why that server's not working anymore they show up there and they either fix it uh, they destroy the server or they repair it uh, or they take it back to get reformatted and, but those notifications can be going off for a long time without anybody noticing uh, y'all like um, Hattie Bob spider beings, the, the the Hattie Bob Russian thing. I don't know enough about it. I don't know anything about it. Um, well, you know, I'm not. At, uh, it's kind of a, it's a little uh, out there for for you guys, I guess. But uh, some like Russian thing was translated and said that there are mm, su- superior um, aliens, you know, way ahead of us. Um, they're like spider beings for some reason, and they are culturing us in our environment. We're we are meant to be vessels for them, but we're not ready yet. So they uh, control our world, uh, and you have a uh, programming. Uh, this is like a friend of Crow Triple Seven. So uh, so uh, uh, you know like looking at the sun programs you and, you know, uh, the moon, the simulation as well, if that helps. And, uh, I'd like to know more. I'd like to know more about the, can you send me an email, uh, with that information? I'd love to take a listen to that. I'm I'm going to drop off the dog, Mike. I'll be back in a second. Okay, Joe. Okay. Okay. So anyway, they manage us to, you know, grow our environment and our bodies into a, a final state that they would prefer uh, and maybe they live in the hollow earth or in the fifth dimension or something like that. And they can tell a lot, but sometimes they need genetic material. And maybe they want to take like a pretty controlled sample of the population over like a long period of, or or maybe some kind of psychic material, you know, yeah. uh, some kind of non-physical material. You guys talk about that too. And so they just put some traps in remote places all over the country. And they're like, look, you know, like, look, we'll get like about one out of so and yeah. so many people. Yeah, they'll get, they'll get an um, approximation. They'll, they'll, they'll get a, a sample right. and they'll determine and make projections they're outside from there. Of, I mean, they're in the future, right? Because they're gathering these things. You gather these things now. They're not useful to you until you gather them all up. So clearly they're in the future. They're looking back on time. They're seeing Johnson Johnson. You know, we got two Johnsons. Yeah, I, I, I think there are X number of names, and we know that there's like a point oh 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 four six chance of you know two Johnsons. And if the name is Johnson, we know that they're you know they're from this group, and we're testing this group. And in Indonesia, we're testing 
Derpa Derpa group. It, it, it could be so like that. for that name. Yeah, it, it could be like, I, I know my, my coincidence uh, hypothesis is not very articulated because I am having trouble articulating it myself. But I, I think when you take a step back and say, okay, they're looking at it as if time is meaningless. And so they can see events and they're using those events where they line up with other things that seem like randomness to us. It's meaningful to them to either do something or take action uh, they're decision points. Coincidences are decision points. And can you, can, can you could you give me like a survey of the kinds of coincidences that um, that show up in four one one? Like a last name is one of them. Um, and, and like, what are the rates of, of the? You know, you know? I, I I actually before the show, I was trying to do some research and try to get like a list of the coincidences so I could just read them down. And I failed to find one. I'm going to go back through the uh, missing four eleven books and just compile my own to find out how bizarre they really. They really tend to be. Uh, I know in the, the the vanishing book that I'm reading, like there were several kids, three kids that uh, uh, all were asked to go fetch pails of water. All had this the same letter of their first name, same letter last name, and they all disappeared right around Christmas. And so that's a I guess more of a trend as opposed to a coincidence. When you look at them all, it's very coincidental, but it doesn't seem very random at all when you're and talking about the stuff. Same, and not, not in the same family. Uh, not in the same family, no. These are different people, different families. I'll have to take a look at that. I mean, the the mission, the, the vanishing book is not as thoroughly investigated, more stories as opposed to what David Pilatus does in Missing 411. You ever um, take statistics like in, uh, you ever take a statistics class? Uh, no, I haven't, but I am fairly interested in when it, come, when it comes to data right. analytics, you know, right. machine learning. So, so when you're, uh, if you and me are hanging out together, right, the chance of us having the same birthday is one in three sixty-five. Yeah, right. Like that, yeah. And then if there's one more, then it's one in three sixty-five times one in three sixty-four. Sure. So it goes up every time. So if you have a, so if you have two people, it's not very likely that we have the same birthday. But as you add more people, it becomes more likely. So if you have 20 people, it's pretty much guaranteed that two of them are going to have the same birthday. Well, birth, birth month, maybe not necessarily birthday, um, but there's birthday. also... I'm saying birthday. This yeah. is a statistical reality. You do the stack of multiplications, you do it 20 times, and you're at like a 75% chance. I'm sure, yeah, the, the larger the group, the more likely you are to have something occur. Yeah, granted. And if you are a naturally curious, brilliant, interesting, open-minded person, all these things you are, midnight mind, <laughs> and you would be <laughs> fucking that chicken <laughs> by lots of different criteria. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how many last names, you know? I, 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 I see what you're pointing at, and I see what you're getting to. Um, it's hard, it's hard to quantify. It really is to say what is a what is a, a genuine, interesting anomaly or coincidence versus something that is statistic, statistically likely to happen. Yeah. I mean, like, because the really the really freaky thing is not that they had the same birthday, right? But the fact that they uh, that they were uh, both like scooped up out of the wilderness with no footprints around them and then dropped from the sky or you know whatever like that's the that's like that's the weird that's thing. the salient coincidence there you know yeah.
I mean, that's the end result that you have to you line up all the other ones together. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider here, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm articulating it the best or I'm the best one to articulate my even my own hypothesis. I should be, but you know, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Coincidence trap. Huh? Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm going to move on and see if anybody else wants to call in here, pal. Okay, bye. I love you. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> I love you. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to be there. Okay. Thank you for your call. Hey, I love you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening okay. and uh, contributing to the show. Uh, I don't know if we've uh, we've beaten us to death, but we certainly can get on to some other news, Joe. Um, I'm I'm about halfway through, and not even halfway through. I would say like one third of the way through the new Missing Four Eleven book, and uh, it's it's tough to read. I mean, they're all sad stories. That's the thing. It's just a book full of sad stories. That's I think that's probably why the people who take it the most seriously are, you know, they're. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, man. I I like feel for these people, yeah. and you guys are talking about this crazy stuff. So, yeah, I understand I, it. Yeah, Everyone, but, but but you know, we're we're joking about the subject. But I, uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know. I'm not joking about like people dying. I'm joking about the circumstances and what could happen when they're disappear. Are they getting? Are they being taken by aliens or Bigfoot? There's reports of Bigfoot or Dogman. Like there's all these different. Re- on the face of it, ridiculous stuff, but I think you all got to lump it all, all, all together and, and consider all possibilities here. The, yeah, and if Politis is talking about the connection. He is. He is. In no. Passively, but he's, he's still talking about it. I guess we'll, we'll move on here. If you want to call in with some uh, theories that you might have later, do it. The shampoo. It was a shampoo. Tell us about the shampoo. These people all use the same kind of shampoo. The shampoo.